10. What's going on, everyone? Fat Fit Freedom Podcast, episode number 10. Welcome back for another episode here again with Brandon Anderson. How we doing, man? Great. Glad to be here again. Ready for the show, man. Yeah, super pumped. Super excited today. Lots of content, lots of stuff that we want to discuss and get into. Um, but first, before we do that, just this is going to be a big topic of what we're going to get into later. Um, definitely, like, deepest condolences to like Anthony Bourdain and anyone that was affected by his apparent suicide right woke up to that news and man was that difficult to take yeah he's uh somebody who we've grown up with and have known almost uh you know on a i don't want to say personal but as personal as tv gets and someone you hope you can experience uh lifelike uh Fancy foods, traveling, dining, uh, amazing. And, you know, he set, a, he set a good example for, you know, what people's interest in food should be. Uh, and, man, heavy hearts. Yeah, I know, for sure. It's, it was crazy to wake up and, and hear that. Like, I almost didn't believe it because I remember watching him on the Food Network uh, just growing up yeah. and uh, seeing him try different foods. And, yeah, I remember you said, like, he introduced or he helped. Um, what was it you were saying to me before? about um, introducing you or wanting you to making you try other foods. Yeah. Uh, it's, you get kind of trapped in whatever type of food you grow up with and, you know, watching someone take, take food and make it cool. Definitely was, uh, was very, very uh, inspiring to me and absolutely opened up my eyes uh, big time. Yeah. And that's, and don't, don't want to like make this a whole discussion, about like mental health, and everything like that but definitely just wanted to start off and, and talk about how mental health is honestly the most important health that somebody can take care and somebody can and work on regardless like if you don't take care of yourself no one's going to do that for you and i mean it's it's so sad to see something like that happen i feel like that happens a lot or especially over the last few years a lot of great prominent people have for whatever reason just haven't been happy with their with their lives like even uh a few weeks ago avici right committed suicide kate spade, uh, kate spade. i mean it's tough there these are people that are at the highest of their of what they do top level elite and yeah like if, if that's happening on that level what about a lot of us you know people that are going through everyday struggles uh within life as well and so definitely just want to throw out there that if anyone Maybe you're experiencing signs of depression, even for yourself, but you don't want to tell anyone or feel embarrassed or ashamed. Uh, don't worry. Like that is like, just please don't feel like that. Do whatever you need to do. It's up safari. Do whatever you need to do to take care of yourself. Please reach out for help. Because I think a lot of times people get, um, people probably get lost in the fact that they feel like maybe it's, it's only their world. It's only in their mind that things are so bad. When in reality, everybody goes through certain difficulties. Everybody goes through certain struggles, especially mentally. And I, and I feel like a lot of times most people can even relate if they just understood what you were, what was going in your, through your mind. Right. I don't know. Like I know, um, Brandon, uh, with you athletically, I think we can relate on a, on a few different things. Athletically, we have completely different type of athletic careers. Right. One, yours is legitimate. But, um, I, I would love you to give us a story uh, of you know what was like something tough that you that you had gone through that 
put you in like a really dark place. I think for for me personally, there were several several times or hurdles where you start to doubt yourself and uh, it's not the easiest thing to put in the extra work. Uh, but that's where teammates and, and, you know, your support system really has to come through for you. I, I remember playing and the first, my first season actually in, in professional baseball, I actually was already kind of down because I'd been, it was my senior year. I had been injured. Uh, I didn't get drafted again and it was really disappointing. And then luckily halfway through the summer, I was able to sign as a free agent with the Kalamazoo Kings of uh, the Frontier League. And so, uh, getting there, I was really excited. I had just finished up, uh, you know, what, what I thought was, uh, not the best, not the season I expected to have as a, as a senior, but it was still, uh, by, you know, normal standards, uh, of college baseball, mm -hmm. a pretty good season. And so, uh, signing, I was elated, really excited, uh, to get out there. And as soon as I got out there, I was told, okay, you're the fifth outfielder, uh, mm -hmm. on the, on the roster which had never <laughs> happened. Yeah. Yeah. It never had happened to me in my life. I've never been the fifth anything. And so, uh, it was pretty, uh, you know, first you, you it's a gut check and then it, you figure out what you have to do to work to get an opportunity. And so, uh, for me, I knew my, what my advantage was my speed. Uh, that was my skill set and being able to make contact. And so, uh, I made myself available, um, always available to pinch run, to pinch hit, whatever the case was. And I, I did get some of those opportunities, but unfortunately I was, uh, I came up short of what I would have liked to do. I had 18 at bats that season. I was there at the all-star break. And then I ended up, uh, with zero hits on the year. Mm. And while this is going on, while I'm not getting any hits, um, from the time I got there to the end of the season. Uh, there's outfielders that are coming in every day or every week, you know, when we're home and when we're on the road that are working out for the team. And so here I am thinking I have zero hits. Uh, I just signed as a free agent um, and they, you know, I don't have a, I, I have no, no pull in the league or any leverage. Uh, I was a rookie. And so uh, I thought I was getting cut almost every single day. Uh, going to the ballpark. That's a crazy I, I way to live. Like... Yeah. You see guys come in with their suitcase and then all of a sudden the guy next to you's locker gets cleaned out and you're thinking, Oh my gosh, uh, you know, that could have been me. And so you're in the middle of nowhere. And then, you know, one day you, you could be some, you could be going back home or you can be traded. And so, um, that was really hard for me to deal with, especially during the off season, go from no hits. And then I think during the whole off season, okay, I'm going to be, I'm going to be released. I was just waiting for it. I'm going to be released. I'm going to release. And then finally they say, okay, we're going to invite you back to spring training the next season. And, uh, fortunately I was able to earn the starting spot, uh, in the outfield. Nice. Uh, and so, you know, it, it was at its darkest time, you know, finishing up a season with no hits, but. Uh, that's when the grind started for me, uh, when I had faced the most adversity and, and I was able to come out and, you know, continue my opportunity in, yeah. in professional ball. Definitely. I love what you just said right there in terms of the facing adversity in, in terms of your darkest times, because things always get worse before they get better. Yeah. Like all the time. It doesn't matter what it is. Like things are always the most difficult first and things will get easier. And sometimes it can be difficult to comprehend that in the moment especially as it's going on because i'm sure even just hearing that and just to give others pers uh, perspective listening to this or even watching this coming in right now is just because someone's an athlete doesn't mean that what they're doing isn't still a job 
to do. Now, granted, it may be, especially with how professional sports is is idolized and and, and it's so glamorous uh, that they'll make it seem like, but that's still their career, that's still their job. And so for for someone to go to work at a job each day and feel like you could lose your job and be unemployed right. the next day on that kind of level, man, I can only imagine what like that does, that can do to you mentally. Right. Because this isn't something, because it's not something where it's like, oh, like, okay, you can just go apply for another one tomorrow. It doesn't really work like that. No, no, especially when, when teams are building scouting reports on you. And uh, when you're not playing well, obviously your weaknesses are being exploited. And then uh, teams just continue to try to, you know, do the same thing to you over and over. And so mm -hmm. it's up to you to make the adjustment and have the self-awareness to uh, to be able to, to make the changes and make the improvements. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, especially in those darkest moments, it can feel like, man, this is, I mean, obviously it is happening to you, but sometimes I don't know if you had someone that you could talk to about it. Yeah. Did that help or I, any teammates? Yeah, I had uh, two uh, really, really good teammates that I still keep in touch with today. And this was back in uh, 2007 uh, when I was playing with these guys for the first time. Um, Simon Williams from uh, Portland, Maine, who played at the University of Maine. And then there was Jeff Groves, who uh, was the outfielder at the University of Rutgers. Uh, and we kind of created this real strong bond in the outfield. And these guys knew uh, I was there to work every day, even though I wasn't getting the results uh, that I wanted. And, and they saw that and, and, you know, kept me up, kept me positive, kept me upbeat. Yeah. And, and Simon was really responsible to sh for showing me how to work, how to get to had to get the extra work in um, and really set my day up. And so, you know, having those guys definitely helped me out a lot. And we all went through our, our struggles and we were all there for each other at certain times. We played with each other for, you know, the next couple of years after that, three years, um, and which is a, unique in itself. Um, but it, it was uh, it was those guys I leaned on. And later on, in, it, when, I, when it was later in my career, uh, uh, Mike Torres, uh, who played at the University of Texas, and um, he was another. He was a younger guy who I I could lean on, and he could lean on me, and it really helps to have have those type of people around you, whether it's in in sports or if it's in real life. For sure, like the support system, such a big aspect of of everything that you do. Like regardless of people, let's say someone could be quote unquote self made in terms of like success sense, but or even athletically, right? Like let's take someone like just because the finals are going on right now. Let's say like LeBron James. Yeah. <laughs> Let me talk about him a lot. Uh, someone could be like, yeah, of course, he's like the best player in the world, but and, and he's put in all his work. But everyone always has a team around them to some extent. Yeah. There's always like a support group to some extent Matt around Carter. all these individuals. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that whole Matt crew. Yeah, yeah, legit. Um, but, you know, regardless of what you're going through mentally, try and it, that just proves it. Try and find someone that you can talk to, whether it's one person, whether it's a group of people. They don't even have to even be your friends or team sometimes. Uh, just try and reach out and, and look for a place that you could express. Or maybe even it's not people. Maybe it could be a form of expression like painting, drawing, writing in a journal, something, poetry, whatever it is. Do you paint? Try and just do I, I, I don't paint, uh, unfortunately. <laughs> that's something that I would I would. That's one of those skills I wish I, I could do, but I suck at a lot of different things, and that just happens to be one of them. I am not artistic <laughs> at all when it yeah. when it comes to anything with writing or anything like that. Um, but yeah, like always, just look for some way to express what you're feeling, yeah. and you, 
guaranteed all the time you're going to feel a hundred times better just venting whether it's venting uh verbally or, or venting uh physically somehow like manifesting your expressions just to get that out there medicine ball slams yeah, medicine ball slams oh my god one of the quickest way to get out some anger and frustration absolutely do some medicine ball slams uh but even for you guys too i'll give you a little story of the last couple years because i know brandon could relate to this too I tell people that I'm a walking injury report and I'm not, that's not hyperbole at all. I'm constantly injured and it just comes with athletics. It comes with sports and each, each time I've had a major injury, honestly, it's not even a major injury, even minor injuries. They mess with me like, like just mentally in every single aspect because everything that I do requires me to be physically healthy. Right. There's not one single thing that I do that doesn't require me to be physically healthy. My job requires me, like my career requires me to be healthy and be an example. Athletically, like competition-wise, like I always have to be in the best shape. I'm just always, just always in constant motion. And exercise is my release. It's been my release since I think maybe I was 19 years old, like really committing, or even since I was a kid, I've always been a really hyperactive child. And I can remember even a couple years ago when I, and this is even last year, actually, when I was recovering from wrist surgery, I had, when I tell you that it was the darkest time maybe that I'd experienced other than actually being depressed, for those that don't know, I actually went through uh, a legitimate like clinical depression in high school. But besides that, that was probably one of the darkest times because I remember not being able to open a door. Like that's how badly my wrist was bothered. My hand was bothered. I physically couldn't turn a doorknob mm. without sharp shooting pain coming up. Now add that into not being able to train clients. Add that not, I can't type. I can't type. I can't hold. I can't open this water bottle. I can't even hold it. Like I can't grip anything. And so because of that, and because of the way that I train, obviously many people know I train ninja, I need grip strength. I can't train my grip strength. I can't even, my, even my favorite form of cardio, I can't sprint because the velocity and the force that my hand's moving is sending pain. (laughs) Yeah. There's literally nothing I could have done. It's like taking away a chef's hands. Yeah, no, exactly. There's, and I can laugh about this now, but there's nothing that I could do in, in, in that moment. Uh, while while I was going through that, that I could I could even release, and yeah, it was definitely a dark time where I was thinking to myself like, is this is this it? Like, because obviously unexpected things can happen sometimes in life, all the time. Right. You can't. There's only so much you can plan for, only so much you can control. And I was really thinking that wow, everything I've ever wanted to do and the goals that I have. They could, a lot of them could be gone in the prime of your life. A lot. Yeah. Yeah. Especially in coming in the prime of my life that I feel like I'm like, I really feel like I'm just starting to enter, enter that. And like, oh man, so much could be, could this really happen? Is this really happening right now? Cause this is months. This is months. I was misdiagnosed by a doctor that I went to. And so I, I, surgery that I could have had five months before I had it like five months late. What pushed you to the full, uh... like it was basically a full almost a full year recovery. And that was a minor, it was like, it, it was a minor procedure, but it was drawn out for so long. It became a little bit more major. Man, that's tough. What was the breaking point to, uh, that, that led you to having the surgery? Oh, uh, the breaking point was I just, so I could have, well, I was asked if I, um, by, uh, Marcy Jones, by the way, great doctor out in Worcester, um, UMass hand clinic. 
I was basically told like I could I could live with what I have because it got to the point like if I just did nothing, I'd be okay. Like literally, if I just didn't use my hand, I wouldn't feel any pain. The minute I started trying to use my hand for stuff, sharpshooting pain with how the cartilage was, mm. um, and I was like, well, that's not an option. <laughs> that's that's just not an option. And I can't wait. I can't think to myself like, oh, what if this gets better? I need to do whatever I can now um, to fix it. And so that pushed me for surgery. Um, but even then afterwards, like just the recovery from that, just like the mental aspect of recovering was still messing with me because again, like everything I do involves my hands. And so it's like it took, it took months. It, yeah. Oh yeah. No, it, it, it exactly was the same process all over again. And I think something or not, I think I know what really helped me out be, was talking with people because I got super, super withdrawn. And I, most people think like I'm, I'm extroverted. I'm way actually more introverted than people give me credit for. I'm probably more of an ambivert, like mm. the qualities of both, man. I got super withdrawn because I couldn't do any of my hobbies that I, that I loved most. Right. Right. Even like I love, so I, I recently got back into spoken word poetry oh, nice. a little bit around that time and like writing. And I, I can't even do that. Like, cause it's bothering me to move my fingers. Like there's so little that I can do. <laughs> In those moments, yeah. I can't express. I'm just sitting there, literally, like watch TV, um, feeling bad about myself. That's actually really what I was doing inside your own head. Yeah. yeah. And what helped me so much was, well, not just but, well, one people, few people reached out to me, uh, see how I was doing. That helps, and I realized like just communication with others and friends, like that was so big. That was so huge because I, I was connecting with others that that were, were injured before. I, I remember watching. I specifically was looking for trying to find things that would keep me mentally focused, keep no, not even, not even focused, keep me mentally afloat because I knew I couldn't, I wasn't going to be like the positivity that I had. Like it was, it was kind of running on empty mm. at that moment. Cause I'm, I'm, cause again, I can't reiterate this enough. Every single thing that I find happiness in doing was gone. <laughs> and so well, what could, what, well, what did I do? So I was looking for things to keep my mind sharp. And what helped me is I was looking for I was looking for stories that I could draw strength from. Great idea. And and this is just me. People that know me know I'm a huge fan. What I stumbled upon uh, was Kobe Bryant, and he was it was a TED Talks that he was giving in China about his injury history that he had went his entire injury history that he had went through recently because um, many that follow the sport like he the last four years of his career, he had a bunch, like his body just started breaking down and listening to his mentality around each injury that he had, man, that, that was exactly what I needed. Mama it was mentality. one of those, yeah, no one, it was totally mama mentality about that life. Uh, but it was really just that little spark that I needed to let me know, like things, things will be okay. Yeah. And I think that's what many actually need in, in moments like that. They just need a third party, to, to get through to them mentally that they're actually going to be okay. Cause we're always going to make life seem so much worse in our heads. Once that black hole and negativity is open, even remotely, even remotely, right? Cause we're always planning for the worst. Yeah. You always have to understand what the worst case scenario is, but then you add in any type of stress to that, any type of maybe depressive mentalities or, or thoughts, to that black hole of negativity, even like the smallest, so it's going to start start opening bigger and bigger and bigger. 
And you got to find stuff that can plug that. And that was totally that, like that right there. That was like the defining moment for me wow. where I was like, you know what? Mama mentality for everything. Yeah. And from there, I remember coming back and it wasn't just rehabbing. It was getting through uh, coming back and training myself to get back into the shape that I'm in now. And like, it, it was tough. Like, cause I remember like doing certain things like climbing, um, trying to get back into some ninja stuff and it, it hurt. Like my, there was plenty of times, like my wrist was super sore and I just got super scared again and shut down for like another couple of weeks. Cause yeah. I just couldn't take the thought of something happening. And all I could think of in my head was like, it just, it sparked me in a way where I just started thinking, I'm going to learn as much as I can about the body, about my body, about food, everything to try and minimize all these risks. I'm going to, I'm going to come back stronger. I'm going to mom mentality that, but to add on to this. So a few months ago, I got super, I got super in a hole again. And Brandon, you were there when I sprayed my ankle. Yeah. Like a few weeks before calls for Ninja Warrior were going out. Now I didn't get a call, but not knowing I had to be ready. And that was the absolute worst time for an injury to happen. Yeah, that was tough seeing you go through that, man. Because, uh, you know, everyone was pushing for you and you had a, you know, everyone oh, really, really uh, good support team. Yeah, no, that, that's, oh, I'm super fortunate for that. Like that helped so, so, you know, how you saw like how yeah. just frustrated i was we talking about it almost every day yeah, uh, hell yeah. You know, for maybe two weeks and yeah. it was it was tough seeing you go like, through are that. you kidding me uh, but what, what was like uh how did you get out of it what was that 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 moment that switched everything up well it's just always it's all perspective right and so i did my best to come back and i'm just going to say this because reference what we were talking about before but come back to mom mentality yeah damn branding so good kobe come back to the mentality of like, things are just going to be okay. And there was a moment where I just realized, and, and I, it finally got through to me that I'm going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Let's say I don't get a call for Ninja. Okay, not the end of the world. Or even if I do, and my ankle's busted, still not the end of the world, great. I'm, and I had I got into myself in the mindset of, even if I get a call and my ankle's still, kind of, still like a little iffy, because it was it wasn't one hundred percent. It was the longest time I've sprayed my ankle plenty of times. I've never had a sprained ankle that lasted two months before. It's always been gone in a week. This legitimately lasted like a month and a half to two months. Ooh. And I was like, you know what? They're gonna have to cut my foot off. Like, gonna, <laughs> like I'm just not. I'm just mentally gonna have to like work through some of the pain. And because Kobe talked about some of that oh, in terms of the mentality, like working through or not not Kobe. Like one of the books I was listening to. Oh, I've, I've said this to you, Relentless. Yeah. Uh, that's, um, yeah, by, uh, Tim Grover, who was Kobe, Dwayne Wade and Michael Jordan's trainer. And he talked about a relentless mentality of, um, at that level of, of not competition, but that at level of, of performance of a person, not, I don't mean physically either. I mean, mentally, you have a certain pain threshold that you can work through and that you have to be able to work through all the time. And that sparked me where I was like, you know what? Cool. Even if I'm 60%, 70%, I can work through that. And I just kept like mentally trying to build the strength to like every single day, just focusing on the fact that I'm, I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be okay. Like, like the talk, the self-talk completely changed. Oh yeah. That I had. Self-talks are important. Yeah, no, for sure. And, and that, that helped me like build um, a lot of the, 
the, the mental grit in that moment for those few weeks to work through. Just knowing like, you're going to be okay. Just keep pushing, keep up your habits that you're doing. This is just, this is just a setback, whatever the universe is, is trying to tell you. Uh, you just learn from this, take this as a learning moment. And so at that, I actually doubled down on a lot of the things that I was doing. And because I'm super, I can be super <laughs> defiant like that. I was like, all right, universe, is this what you're going to do? Yep. You're going to take away one of the things that I love again and an opportunity like that. I'm going to go even harder and learning about what can I do to prevent this type of stuff all and build stronger. And I'm going to build people so much stronger. I'm going to commit more to, to my career and, and the body and helping people build their bodies. Because, uh, you know, the oh, man, the devil dances all around us all the time. And. I, I thought to myself, you know what I'm going to do? And this, this actually helps me when I'm in a really dark place is I think to myself, what can I do to make a person's life better? That's what they say is the best thing you can do in, in tough times yeah. is get outside of your own head and, and help somebody. And sometimes sure. that is the easiest thing to put uh, everything back into perspective. Uh, yeah. And it totally did. Cause once, when I thought that, I immediately jumped in the course of action of I'm going to learn everything I can about not just in injuries, um, but in terms of nutrition and food for other people too. Now it's not just myself. Now it's like, no, no, no. I don't want anyone to experience it. To, I don't want anyone to even have to go through um, mentally. These things have been going through uh, on different levels, right? Because even for parents, let's say they hurt themselves and they can't do stuff with their kids. And they feel like they can't be there for the kids, especially if they're a single parent. Damn, I would hate to be in that position. And I was just thinking of all these different uh, scenarios where I finally came to the point of of knowing that, okay, if I can learn as much as I can and I can give back to, to all these people I come into contact with or others uh, that, that work with me and improve, and improve their lives, then this was worth it to go through. This was totally worth it to go through for me to get to this point. Mindset. To want to do this. Yeah, you changed the mindset. And uh, that a lot of, uh, even when on the days that you don't want to work out uh, or the days that it's, it's harder to get that motivation to work out, uh, it's all about switching up the mindset so that you're able to realize, hey, all right, maybe, maybe everything's, maybe, maybe I'm not tired, you know, yeah. maybe, maybe I can't get this workout in sure. or, or just maybe you show up and then something happens uh, that's beneficial to, to whatever your goals are. Uh, it's it's easy to show up. It's easy to be, to be positive when everything's going right. Uh, it's really when things are going wrong or when you don't feel your best, like how you respond. Uh, and cause that's, I feel like we're going to have more days like that than we are going to, when we jump out of bed and, and we're doing flips and running down the stairs to a nice, uh, perfect <laughs> and everything set up for us to work. Uh, no, uh, that's not, that's not always going to be the case. Wait, that happens for you? Yeah, Damn, I need to. Yeah. I need to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I need Just to. like TV, every day, man. I need to move in. <laughs> that's what you're waking up to. Um, yeah, and so anyone that's that's listening, I hope if anything you could take from uh, us just talking is things, no matter what, will get better. They'll always get better. Yeah. All the different difficulties you go through, those are only temporary. And they make you appreciate all the good times all so right. much more. And, and all the things that you go through, all they become are great stories you can tell. Because then it's those stories and, and things that we're and us expressing right now that maybe even if it's just one person that can 
can can find something within what we're saying that can help them, then that makes it worth it because that like like you know they what was what's the saying? Uh, violence begets violence. I don't know if you heard that. Oh yeah. Well, kindness begets kindness as well, and the energy that you put out there, it's totally reciprocated uh, in, in the world and in the universe. And so, uh, by expressing yourself and things that you go through, you can help others. Give them the uh, give them the strength and audacity to feel strong enough that they can express as well. And then, as a as a group, as a collective, we could all become stronger and just learn from each other like that best feeling in the world yeah oh for sure and i don't know if brandon has just looking at the time here yeah yeah a little t- no no i'm just looking at no look at the clock oh yeah oh yeah yeah got a little time a little time Need a little time because i'm thinking i'm making this a double podcast stopping now just for starting again talking about the other topic that we all have. right let's do you it down yeah all right word so you guys that are watching getting into episode number 11 right after this, or this may be a part two, whatever. We'll just keep it rolling. Yeah. Uh, those listening, thank you so much. Hopefully you uh, got something out of this and, and the stories we we're telling and hope to see you in part two when we hit episode 11 and continue a uh, conversation around, around athletics, because there's something that had recently, like I think it was yesterday that happened Big news. that I'm, that I'm going to tie into the last part of what we were talking about. Uh, into that with a very prominent Boston sports athlete. Uh, I shouldn't even say Boston sports athlete, but a very prominent athlete in the country. And so hope to see you guys there. And if you're watching, you don't have to stop watching. You just keep watching because we're just going to keep rolling. Later. See you next time.